Hello and welcome to the Antifada, where unrest is best. I'm Jamie Peck. I am Sean KG. And I'm AP Andy. And we are here with a very special guest today. Super funny guy. His name is Alex Patak. He works on fellow goth socialist podcast, Pod Damn America, as well as his own podcast, Ballin' Out Super. Uh, what's up, Alex? I'm here to steal your bones. <laughs> well, all right. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. The pod damn. Uh, uh. I'm le- it's, it's our aesthetic. I'm leaning into being goth now, which oh. has never been my thing before. And I think it's going pretty well. I hate when goths steal my bones. <laughs> <laughs> what you going to do with them bones, though? Are you going to redistribute them? I'm just going to leave them around the house. <laughs> They're just going to uh, sit around on the furniture. And I'll use them to stir things. <laughs> the synthesis of goth and socialist might need a little bit of work, I think. So you not- can't own bones. So now, you know, since you live with your wife um, and <laughs> human bones come in all sorts of different sizes and shapes have you and your wife kind of figured out like a better home sort of way of using the bones for different sorts of things I have a, she made me we moved to a smaller apartment I had to get rid of half of my bones <gasps> and now there's a bones drawer I use because we don't have a closet <laughs> <laughs> oh New York City folks that's very relatable very if relatable. you want some bones hit me up in the DMs because I have a femur that needs to go <laughs> What did you use the femur for before? Uh, I'd hit people with <laughs> it. <laughs> That's violence. It's a drinking uh, femur. <laughs> we, we do not support violence on our show. I'm folks. very tempted by that offer, but we are moving, so we need to get rid of stuff, too. Oh, well, I won't be taking any of your bones. <laughs> I will only be taking Andy's bones. <laughs> Fair well, we do have two cats, one of which we want to kill, so um, maybe we'll get some cat bones in the house. Nice. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I had the idea the other day. We were sitting around the house, and uh, I don't think uh, Jamie had done dishes in like two weeks, so there were no cups in the house. And I had the good suggestion of um, <laughs> cutting the cat's head off and boiling all the uh, you know flesh and brain and eyes uh-huh. and everything out, it pulling off the fur, and then cutting the top off and then drinking out of the uh, you know the skull. That's a full uh, woodworking afternoon. Really, yeah, it really is. <laughs> you got to fix up that skull. Seriously, it's a whole process. You got to shave it down a little bit. You, those rough edges on the cat skulls when you're trying to drink from you them. could just... clean some cups or <laughs> still not as annoying as doing the dishes for some reason i don't know i just fucking hate it I'm, i don't know what to tell you so if you saw that you'd have to be like well fair <laughs> i mean that's that's one way to try to get me to do the dishes she doesn't even like leo we'll see that if much it anyways leo always wakes her up by eating her hair so someday oh. she's just gonna drown him in the bathtub like she's been talking about and i will take the initiative and make a nice um coffee mug out of it that's great man um i'm sorry to hear about this for your cat (laughs) (laughs) he's fine he's He's fine fine. everything's fine for now he's fine (laughs) he's totally fine (laughs) don't don't ask questions so i would like to give a warm welcome to any wine moms who might be listening right now hi wine moms um shout out to the wine moms one of the best things about working at the majority report is that i get to talk to these like liberal wine mom pink pussy hat ladies who are like so nice and they're good faith liberals and they're people that i would never ever in a million years get to talk to normally uh they don't show up to the dsa wine mom caucus oh well maybe we need to make one you know if you make it the wine moms will come but you had an interaction with one recently right 
Yeah, well, I mean, our, our pet wine mom is definitely Mindy. She calls in a lot. Shout Mayday out to Mindy. Mindy. I really, really, really am personally invested in radicalizing you and making you listen to the show for some reason. For folks who don't know, she's a really angry lib who uh, has a really thick accent. Where's she from? Uh, Philadelphia or she's, something she's, like that? She's uh, Philly suburbs. Philly suburbs, yeah. She's a prison abolitionist. She's a prison abolitionist. Her hate is so fucking pure. Like, Her hate I is pure. To get she's like, my fucking neighbors, they're all fucking Trump fans, and I I just can't fucking take it, Sam. I can't, I can't deal, deal, with, deal it, Sam. with it, Sam. What do I do? I mean, she basically doxed her neighbor who was running <laughs> as a Republican in her area. Like we had to, we had to stop her from doing it. Mindy, it she is Antifa. So, like, basically. yeah, I think Antifa Manzi has yeah, yeah. a whole lot of potential. But no, this was a different lady who uh, tweeted. Oh, and she has so many Twitter followers, by the way. She's like, my son doesn't believe me that I have this many followers, Sam. <laughs> She's got like 50,000 Twitter well, followers. She, she, she called in once to ask about like practice. She was like, what could I do? I, you know, I, I feel like I got to get out there and do stuff. And then they talked about it for a bit. She's like, but I do have 450,000 Twitter followers. So I guess <laughs> I am doing politics. What emoji of Twitter is that? Like a, a wine bottle and a picket fence. <laughs> wine <Yes>. bottle guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> I took yeah. the wheels off my neighbor's car. <laughs> and I don't know whether to kill him or not. <laughs> it's a guillotine and a bottle opener. Like a cool new gadget for that. Yeah. But no, I got tweeted at That will by... be in your Antifada uh, power pack for all of our uh, patrons. Yeah, you will might... be receiving a guillotine slash wine opener. That, that might be a slightly higher goal. Yeah, I don't know if we can. Uh... <laughs> we're, we're, we're still working on the stickers. When we get into the 1950s amount of followers, maybe we can uh, do that yeah. for the wine moms. It's, it's important to have a long-term plan. So, yeah, I got tweeted at by this one wine mom, not Mindy, a different one, who is so polite and so sweet. And she was just like, hello, Jamie. I have seen that you identify as a communist. Can you explain to me why that is? And uh, I was like, like you've been well, caught. How much time do you got? <laughs> <laughs> who told you? No, I was like, OK, well, you can listen to the Antifada. Uh, we tend to talk about that a lot or you can call or i am the majority report when i'm on because i would love to talk about it it's pretty much my favorite thing to talk about and she was like okay thanks jamie and i was like wow this is a very strange life (laughs) (laughs) radicalizing one wine mom at a time but so good or that other guy that other guy who called in who was like uh some kind of like southern liberal remember that and he was like you always talk about how you don't like private property, but I want to keep my house. Do you want to take away my house? And <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> I got to explain the difference between private property and personal property. Right. So if you're just using your house to live in it, it's personal property. But if you are using it to make passive income off of other people who you charge money to stay there, then that's the bad thing that we don't like. I am making the assumption one would be putting fingers in my gumbo. <laughs> it was so good. You, like, you could tell wine mom that she uh, she can still keep her uh, Chardonnay glasses mm-hmm. and her uh, wine flutes, champagne yeah. flutes and all that. We will not expropriate them. We're champagne me. socialists. We don't want to take away your champagne. We want to give everyone exactly. champagne. Yeah. Do you That's know how it. much champagne billionaires keep in their cellars? That could fund... A million wine moms. See, that's nights oh, on indeed, Tuesdays. Indeed, yeah. yeah, we don't want to take away your house. Tomatoes. We want everyone to have a house. About the wine cellar, though, 
You're going to have to give up some of those. <laughs> give it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to let us in the cellar. Those are Fight Club rooms now. Fight <laughs> <laughs> Club, that's topical. We will talk about yeah. that. I meant the bit. wine, but yeah, I guess we could fight in the cellar. <laughs> and the basement. <laughs> or set up like uh, revolutionary preparedness bunkers. Yeah, you're g- it's going to have to be a DIY venue now. Yeah, it'll be like some Albanian uh, shit. You know, everybody, everybody will have a wine cellar so they can also use it as a bunker <laughs> for when the capitalist class <laughs> comes back and counter-revolution. Get rid of your unitaskers. <laughs> So, speaking of houses and apartments, Sean and I finally found a new place to live that would have us. This is where you'd normally do that thing where you go, flah, flah, or something like that. Uh, but um, it's, it's great. Gunshot noise. Yeah. You found oh, a place pew, to pew, live. Pew, 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 Blat, blat, blat. However, um, moving in New York City is absolutely fucking horrible, even though the apartment is good and new and everything we pulled the trigger and uh yeah we got a nice little place that we're gonna move into real soon but uh first we had to meet with the management company yeah so we went to the lease signing uh in borough park at the offices of the management company which appears to be run by orthodox jews that I, I mean, we'll have to check uh, online. I'm not sure any Orthodox Jews live in Borough Park, uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see about that. I think you're making some real broad assumptions about landlords, Jamie. That's actually pretty it was, anti-Semitic. It was wow. right next to a place called Sukkah Depot. <laughs> <laughs> I am not making this. <laughs> so, yeah, we went for the lease signing, and this nice uh, management company guy was like, yeah, I really want to get to know you guys a little bit. And you we're know? inside, we're like, why? Yeah. Like, do you want to know, like, the host whose blood you're sucking? I'm allowed to say that, by the way. Um, anyway. And you did to his face. (laughs) Yeah, things went downhill after Jamie said that. Does a vampire want to get to know his victim before he just treats them like Uh, food? Often, yes. Yeah, biblically, I think, most of the time. Every time, and he treats them to a fine dinner first. (laughs) Well, this was not nearly as cool or sexy as what happens with a vampire. Unfortunately, but, uh, you know, we sat down across from him. There's no true blood, that's for sure. Yeah, we sat down across from him and the broker who works for him and uh, did a little banter. He asked me where I worked. I said, uh, oh, like a left-leaning political podcast called The Majority Report. He's like, oh, I'm not into politics. I don't know anything about politics. And we're like, that's fine. We did not mention we also have a podcast called The Antifada. We did not mention. Sean was so scared that I... hidden. He was so scared I was just going to say it. I was white. (laughs) He has no fucking faith in me. I was... was, Why would you bring that up to this guy? There's no reason. Uh, He's just checking to make sure you don't, like, eat children. And you'd be like, yeah, we do want to kill all landlords. (laughs) I don't know if that will be a problem. It's a portmanteau of Antifa and Intifada. Are you familiar with the Intifada? Do you know a holy jihad? (laughs) That's what we have against you. On our podcast. So Sean's using the voice that he uses to talk to cops, to talk to the landlord. Call him sir. They they were really forcing us to engage in some uncomfortable banter with them. I suppose to prove that we were both cool and on the same level. I don't know. You did their podcast, you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> so they, the guy brought up this show called Fauda. Yeah. It's on Netflix right now. Mm. And they were both describing it to yeah. us. Like, oh, yeah, it's these uh, Israeli guys. They're like the Mossad. 
don't know if they are the Mossad, but they're like it. And they they go, they go in disguises and they look just like Arabs and they, and they speak, speak like Arabic, Arabs. but they're Israelis and they stop the terrorists. And it's great. And we we're like, we we're both like uh, mm-hmm. trying, just huh? looking, looking huh? down at the table, just kind of uh, very uncomfortable. Yeah, terrorists do uh, have to be stopped. So do those what terrorists is the ever win? By <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, we're definitely going to go home and watch this later. Yeah, we actually like uh, I kind of knew what she was referring to when she was saying like it's a great show it's really you know entertaining and the good guys win and blah 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 uh, like the, the IDF or whatever it, it uh, may or may security not... starts in the home <laughs> <laughs> it, it may or may not surprise you to homeland. learn that this show is a little problematic it is a little problematic we watched two episodes of it um, it uh, I don't know I read some reviews about it and it's obviously a very polarizing show um, we didn't find in the like the two episodes we watched that it was enough content to like or like it wasn't it was bad but it wasn't like super super bad so we didn't want to do a whole episode about it but we got the gist and it's a bunch of humanized Israelis and uh, a bunch of dehumanized uh, other people well like yeah. to be fair they do let some of the Palestinians be human but like but only a little bit they, they're human to the extent that like they have families and they want revenge against Israelis <laughs> <laughs> and they explain why they're like terrorists like bigger, there was you know. kind of uh, there was a really fucked up part where like uh, I mean spoiler alert for anyone who's <laughs> planning to watch this show in the first episode there's these two Palestinian pe- oh, young God, people who are getting married oh. and the the Israeli the Mossad gets a tip that um, this terrorist named the Panther is going to be at his brother's wedding. He's like coming no! out of hiding to attend his brother's wedding. There's a new movie coming out, Arab Panther. <laughs> so, so they're like, all right, we're going to sneak into this wedding, you know, in our Arab disguises. and uh, Which was literally just a keffiyeh. Uh, oh, they darkened their beards a little oh, right, bit. Right, yeah. Yeah. The and perfect disguise. And uh, we're going to murk this guy at his brother's wedding. Yeah. So, you know, she gets all fucked up. And they don't even kill the terrorist, the Hezbollah guy they're looking for. But they do end up killing the groom after they take the bride for no reason no. hostage <laughs> and put, put a, a gun, gun to her head. And the, gu- and the, and the groom comes the at her. He's like this little guy like with, like a little, a knife. with like a paring knife. And he's and like 20 feet away from him. Blow and they him just away. murk the groom at this wedding. And they're supposed to be the good guys in this instance, yeah. in this yeah. episode? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like, See, this is why you, you use drones. <laughs> <laughs> so like so the one Mossad guy got the one casual well, it wasn't a casualty like the only thing that happened to the Israelis in this episode was one guy gets shot in the leg so he goes to the hospital you know gets really good health care and uh, he's talking to the other guy who's like a cop who came back for like one last job or yeah, whatever he came back to the stories. force and he's like oh man I'm I, I'm gonna retire after this I can't deal with it anymore and the guy's like why why and I thought he was gonna say because I shot an innocent man <laughs> at his wedding and I feel bad about it. But he's like, no, I just feel like Allah has got a bullet with my name on it. <laughs> I'm uh, tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you did miss, you did miss a, uh, another crucial thing where when he's in the hospital, his, uh, because, you know, there's a lot of Arab, um, Israelis, Arabs who live in oh Israel. And the, oh the nurse was an this Arab. So bad. And uh, the guy's laying there in bed and he's shot. So he's like got all this morphine. And the other dude comes in and he's like, He's like in Hebrew. He's like, oh, this this guy's one of the good Arabs. Ha ha ha! And it's like supposed to be a joke or whatever. And uh, like, it was wow. just, oh, God, you it think was America's so bad, man? Yeah. It's funny that the conceit of this show is something that 
I think Israelis believe, which is that Israelis and uh, Palestinians are completely different like types of people. Yeah. But ninety five percent of the world cannot tell the difference <laughs> yes. between yes. the way they look or their language. That... It's a slightly darker beard. What are you not getting? <laughs> it's a type of scarf with Night checkers and day. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah um... I'm gonna be honest. Those languages sound the same to me on that show. One has not weddings that go off without a hitch, <laughs> <laughs> and the others people get murdered. Uh, the fu- I mean, all I'll say about this show is I'm not going to watch any more of it. I don't need to watch any more of it. It wasn't, I'd say, even uh, that more problematic than uh, like Homeland or, or 24, 24. Or, yeah. or whatever. Like the same sort of setup. 24 is that good that, yeah, I've never watched that either. But I think that it's just super fucking uncomfortable because of the context it's in. You know, the Israeli-Palestinian And if conflict. an op goes wrong like that in an American show, the cops at least get a slap on the wrist <laughs> you got or no something. consequences at all. Yeah, no no one had to do any paperwork. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this sounds exactly like Narcos. Remember, like, Narcos starts with them, like, shooting up a cafe full oh, of yeah. teenagers, yeah. and they're like, yeah. oh, this might seem bad, <laughs> but wait till we tell you what we did. So it's like, I thought the show was going to be about how the CIA was really bad, but it was just them being smart and heroic for the rest of the series. Yeah, without... I think it's a little morally ambiguous. <laughs> have you they watched some really bad stuff. Have you stuff. watched Narcos? Alex? I saw like half of the first season of Narcos and I was like, the CIA guy is just too hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I wanted. <laughs> I did not expect to be rubbing one out during Narcos. <laughs> I knew Pablo was hot, but that CIA guy, oof. I'm trying to learn about drug policy here. <laughs> Why you gotta be getting me all ants in the pants? The we, No spoilers, but Jamie and I watched the uh, third season, which is uh, Narcos was Mexico and it was entertaining or whatever but like the cops keep getting like progressively worse in the show the DEA agents and we just you can't even like root for uh, you know the fucking drug cops like A they're like the drug war is fucking stupid and they're total jerk offs so it's like there's no tension because it's not like oh well there's like good guys but they're kind of bad and then like the drug dealers are like you know kind of also have lives or whatever there's no tension there right, you don't want you, anyone to you win just yeah hate, there's no yeah you hate the cops you hate the you cops hate and the, yeah it's everything it's it's eh. but uh, without giving away any spoilers i think they were thinking about our perspective a little bit because there is one really big piece of uh, wish fulfillment in this season Right. And that's okay. all I'm going to say about that. Wish yeah. fulfillment. Maybe what we'll... could wish fulfillment be? What do you, What do you feel like wish fulfillment is? What does What is your wish? This is actually a, a question. Um, you know, we all know you from the comedy circuit. You're a stand-up. Comedian. Oh yeah, I've seen you guys run the circuit. We <laughs> <laughs> We know. We all know of your several podcasts. You have, uh, you know, a very distinctive personality um, in all those places, and we find you to be very funny. Thank you, John. The, you're welcome. <laughs> the uh, The question, you know, that's going through my mind now is who is alex patak what 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 makes patak tick give us a day in the life where's that name from wow uh it is from poland and it means bird really it means bird alex bird there are many pataks on Facebook. So a patak attack is like a bird attack. <laughs> it's it would be like if you were outside and were to be threatened or attacked by a creature of the sky. <laughs> Basically, Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> what, what if that is my backstory? Is like I, I chose this name because every time I go outside, my nose smells of seed and I'm attacked. <laughs> I try to give you guys what you want to know here. Uh, I do comedy. I do IT enough that I'm still alive. <laughs> I have 
two podcasts now, but I ran three podcasts. Andy was saying he used to listen to our old podcast, uh, Left Jest. Left Jest. Left Jest. We had a great theme song that By was just Andy Dick. that over and over again. And uh, <laughs> it was recorded in the back of an alley in a shipping container. <laughs> and people would just literally like break into the studio and they'd have to be on the show now. <laughs> Are you lying? Or no, it, there's really? this guy named Bushwick Bill, not related to famous Bushwick <laughs> no Bill, who just like he came was a in. tall man. <laughs> he insisted on rapping on the episode we were doing on health care. So like, <laughs> like he needs to get a new name. I, oh, he doesn't know Did about Jay-Z it. Come into no, yeah, Jay Z. He, he, li- he lives on J Street. <laughs> uh, he rides the JMZ to work. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it was near, pretty much like indistinguishable from Pod Day America. If you've heard that, except that Jake Flores was not there. Uh, interesting. Okay, I have another question. The boss for you. wasn't there. Yes. Um. Do you? Okay. So Sean and I really admire your voice. I feel like a lot of the things you say in that voice are just funny she's asking the question do you naturally have a voice this funny or have you cultivated it on purpose oh no i'm just fucking stupid (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how to talk to people it's a problem (laughs) it's like i mean i'm not gonna do the joke but i have like this whole part of my act about how like i can't talk to cops because they just assume i'm like sneaking (laughs) around them (laughs) and become immediately threatened and they all have guns and like it's like that for teachers too and uh my life is full of uh shakespearean tragedy in this form Uh, what's your name Alex Patak. Don't know. fuck with the asshole. What's your name? <laughs> Do you find yourself often tell- reassuring people that you're being sincere? Yes. <laughs> and it just sounds like I'm doubling down on being an asshole. It's maybe, terrible. Maybe having a funny voice isn't all it's cracked up to No, be. I meant that. It's a compliment. I feel like I'm it not It was a qualified. wonderful recital. <laughs> I really liked it. I loved your, your memorial to your father. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> You asshole, my father's dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I feel like I'm like getting fired all of the time because people just think I'm owning them constantly. <laughs> I had one job. I'm not sure if I talked about this on the other podcast, but like when I was like 23, I was trying to get a dog walking, uh, a job walking dogs. And I got fired by the trainer after the like third or fourth day because I went into this rant about vegetarianism. And I was like, yeah, it's definitely right. I mean, you shouldn't be able to kill an animal, but we live in a murder machine. And I look at animals sometimes and I go, if I had to, I could do it. And I did not get a call back from them. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real uh, occupational hazard there, having a voice like that. My brain is broken. (laughs) Sometimes Sean and I do your voice. (laughs) <laughs> just hanging around the house. Big reveal. Like, ja- Jamie was Jamie's. We built the. We lived, do, no, uh, I mean, not yeah. not to make things weird or anything. Yeah, it's it's we fine. We, this is not a thing we've done I, in the bedroom yet. Not yet. Not yet. But, uh, We're working our way up there. I, you know, I have, and it does not go well. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> We're trying to have sex. Why are you condescending and making fun of me? Uh oh, <laughs> I'm hard. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's fine. I do. I have noticed that things sound a little funnier <laughs> when I say them in your voice. So, like, sometimes I might need a little help being funny. And I'll be like, it's a meow song. <laughs> yeah, it gets around having to write good jokes, I find. Um, uh, you were born for this. No, I'm not uh, I'm not weirded out at all. I do Jake Flores around my house all the time. Well, 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 well. Can you give us a Jake Flores? Uh, somebody stole my bike. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> 
Oh, I'm just fucking delivering pizza. <laughs> Someone stole my house while I was out looking for my bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's just grumbling and tragedy. That's the voice. <laughs> uh, oh, Jake, Jake, it's all out of love. Man. <laughs> oh, that guy. Oh, it's fine. You, it's fine. It's all in good fun. <laughs> So should we announce the larger stickers like it says to do on the sound sheet? Or? You might have heard about our small stickers that I ordered by accident. Tiny, tiny stickers. We're going to order big ones. How big are these stickers? Uh, four by four. Uh, the new ones. Are. Now that's a sticker. Just imagine those are the small ones. I'm looking at it. No, that's good. It's not the size of the <laughs> sticker. It's the picking of the sticking. I don't know. <laughs> that's bad. That's pretty close. That's good. Yeah, you can use that. It's almost something. Um, uh, did you go on like a Chinese website that will give you a thousand of these for three dollars? Because no. that's what I always do. <laughs> no, we paid a lot yeah. of money to get them union made. Actually, yeah, yeah. that is heroic. Except it's so God funny because they're so small that you can barely see the union bug. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we were like, well, they're expensive, but at least there'll be like a little union logo on there. That's yeah. important to us. But you can't oh, yeah, even see the union Nobody knows what logo. that is. Actually, my coworkers. At MR asked me, like, what's that thing? And I'm <laughs> oh like, looks God. like a little imperfection. Yeah. Dude, these people are on the left. Uh, all right, man, you guys, it's too small to see it. <laughs> all right, all right. You literally can't see what it is. The discerning customer will have a magnifying glass and look at the sticker <laughs> extremely no. close up. Uh, no, you guys did it right because I always make like a thousand of whatever I'm like. I'll have like, we made 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind that. I was just going to say, you can't give out that many stickers. No one wants that many stickers, but uh, uh, wow. Wow. Right. No, that's not true. Our audience wants the stickers. <laughs> I mean, these are exceptional yeah. stickers. They're nothing uh, like my trash stickers. So if you are a former Patreon, if you are subscribed to our Patreon at the $5 level, just hit me up on the Discord or uh, just message us on Patreon, and then we'll send you some small stickers, some big stickers. We're going to make some postcards. We're going to write you a nice letter. And uh, uh, I think we're going to do all those things. Yeah, and also, too, um, I think we said it so that when people sign up at 5 or above, it asks them for their uh, information. Yeah, so if you so. sign up now at 5 or $10, uh, you will receive Dr. Antifa's prize pack. But if you sign up on our pay pig tier, which is $100 a month, you get nothing. <laughs> yeah. so, Squeeze! putting it out there. That's not a joke. You will get nothing, and you will like it. You get Worm. dominated. <laughs> Findom. Findom. Findom is its own reward. Jamie really did start a uh, They're pay calling. It fin doming and kids love it. Yeah, well, I mean, the the real story behind that is I got a DM from some random thirsty man, <laughs> thirsty boy, and asked if uh, he was like, "Will you accept this ANCAPS money, my communist princess?" And I was oh like, my "Goodness!" I was like, "Sure." And then I made a special Patreon tier just for him. So. We'll see if he hasn't uh, signed up. We'll see yet if that, that pans out. He is dying of thirst. <laughs> it's not Bitcoin, so it's probably not going to happen. Hundred Bitcoin would be nice. Yeah, that, that's a lot of money. Still. It's all going to plummet, man. It's all going. It's going to be useless. It's still uh, more than a hundred dollars. That is true. Yeah. Uh, blockchains. Okay. Um, so we are going to be covering some news today because last week's episode, while it was excellent and informative, was also let's say a little dark. I'm mean, talking about the migrant crisis, and um, it was serious. <clears throat> it was serious. Um, it was breakfast blend. Yes, it was like um, an intellectual soylent. Um, <laughs> you learned a lot. You got Ooh. a lot of info. 
But uh, yeah, it was a very serious show. So this week we're going to be doing a little bit of news. We're going to fuck with the news. We're going to drag on some motherfuckers. Ooh. There's a lot going on right now. This will be fun. It will be. The uh, the first thing um, I wanted to sort of bring up for all of you folks is, um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but um, the 2020 presidential campaign has fucking mm. begun. Nope. Have nope. You, it has. Nope. It has. Nope. It, I'm sorry, but it has already. Too soon. No, I know, but it's happening. Right? I heard the starting shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost going to make a off-color assassination joke, but I will not no. do. Not uh, on this light episode. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to get Thurnovich if I uh, say anything bad. But uh, what do you guys think? I mean, uh, I know you, everyone's seen this already. Like, what the fuck? Why in 2018 are we already fucking doing presidential campaigns when we just got done with a fucking midterm i'm excited we have so much time to rally behind beto <laughs> <laughs> the clear winner of the 2020 democratic nominee <laughs> uh we'll be doing the rest of the show without alex uh, <laughs> get out <laughs> don't even fucking joke about that get the fuck out i'm, I'm, I'm sorry i thought we were doing the light episodes <laughs> there's nothing light there about are that. some on lines the sheet to, to joke still... around <laughs> There's some lines you don't want to cross. Just watch your jokes, okay? We had Jake Flores on to talk about what may or may not be an offensive joke, and we, sir, are offended. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Beto O'Rourke. God, that happened. I right? hope Mao's uh, ghost wins. <laughs> <laughs> now that's more good brand. being right. <laughs> I always vote no more presidents, but it has yet to work. Yeah, I feel like that's the uh, Ajamu Baraka line. <laughs> that guy rules. Jamie, Jamie, you Jamie did did vote for Ajamu Baraka, right? Did you Isn't specifically? For, he's not even like running Which as the guy. He? He's the Jill Stein VP. Oh yeah. yes, then I did vote for him. <laughs> yeah, Indeed. that wow. dude rules. He's, really... he's cool as hell. And that's why we have presidents because you didn't vote no more presidents. <laughs> <laughs> this was the year it was going to go over the edge. <laughs> it Damn it! Win next by a time. Next time. Uh, yeah, Jake says that it's like uh, Christmas, how Christmas creeps uh, closer and closer to Thanksgiving each year, or even fucking Halloween. Yeah, like, yeah we, it's right after Halloween. Yeah. It's Christmas time. Okay. We noticed when we were in Mexico, because they don't have Thanksgiving there to like keep a we, lid we on know, Christmas. We don't know why they don't have Thanksgiving. I think it <laughs> actually shows their anti-American sentiment. It but shows their, their, thank, their ungratefulness, I guess. Wow. Their thanklessness. I guess they For just don't America's like sharing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we were in Mexico. When were we in Mexico, babe? I don't fucking Beginning know. Beginning of November? No, like Thanksgiving. We were there over Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, Thanksgiving. It was before Thanksgiving, though. And it was just like Navidad everywhere you look. So much Navidad. Navidad. But you know, somehow less offensive in Mexico than in this country. Please, well, no more Navidad. I've had enough. <laughs> in... Um, in uh, Mexico, at least, they have Christmas songs that uh, in Spanish that aren't just Feliz Navidad. They're really horrible version you hear in all the fucking stores. Yeah. Feliz Navidad. Do they have Baby It's Cold Outside in Spanish? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they so do. It's a little Muy problematico. See, see, see. But yeah, so fucking Beto O'Rourke thing, that really set it off, right? It's like they're already, the libs are already trying to find somebody to fucking rally around. You just uh, hear the gears of the machine churning. Uh, yeah. of just like, we will not give you your populace 
toast bullshit. Here is a toaster we put a tie on. <laughs> Look, he's talking to women. I mean, I give them the benefit of the doubt that they're making a, a calculation that Beto is the guy who can win by a small enough amount that he could lose. <laughs> uh, skateboarding, uh, former punk rock. You just uh, don't want someone who's going to win by too much. That's not uh, good no, for the country. because that's bad sportsmanship. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. You got to shake hands at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else is I in the fucking running? Do we even care? Like, I, I think the mostly uh, I'm just complaining about the fact that I got to fucking hear this shit in the news. There's so many important things going Has on. Has anyone right else now. said they're running? Like, is Kamala Harris like, I'm running? Or... Uh, she's going to be, but no, nah, she yeah. hasn't declared yet. Has I'm going anybody... to put bigotry in jail. Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bernie Sanders is acting like he's going to run. Bernie was... Sanders and Elizabeth Warren hung out in Elizabeth Warren's condo and discussed who was going to run. Because they're like, only one, yeah, only one of us can do this. Well, no, you know? but the oh, New York that's... Times article said that they're probably both going to run after that meeting. But the point of the meeting was to get one of them not to run. <laughs> yeah, well. Ber- Bernie was like, uh, listen, um, the Pocahontas, uh, there can only be one. Uh, two uh, nominees enter and one leaves. <laughs> And uh, you know I'll, how I feel about feminism. <laughs> I will never approve. You are both a woman and you are a person of color, which means I must run against you. <laughs> no half measures. There can be only one. Oh my God. No, I think they didn't come to any kind of agreement. But this is the one serious thing I'm going to say about this, which is like. Uh, everyone's afraid that, you know, they're both going to run and they're going to split the progressive vote. It's going to be a real fucking shit show. But I maybe this is a hope that some of my friends share. It's possible, at least, that by running against like the best possible version of a liberal and someone who upholds capitalism, that he's going to be forced to show how he's different from that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go way left. Like the difference between a democratic socialist and or or like what he really is, which is a social democrat and a left liberal who's more into, you know, capitalism and the regulatory state. Like he's really going to have to spotlight those differences. And all of us are also. I have changed my campaign. We are putting the alt right on a barge (laughs) (laughs) and setting them. (laughs) <laughs> to the Soviet Union? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would be a real turn of events. Yeah, now I just wanted to go like full. Putin redeclares <laughs> the Soviet Union and, uh, and Nazbol uh, Duganism, and they, all the alt right gets deported there. That'd be interesting. <laughs> He'd reject electoralism outright. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, there's yeah. a there's a speculative fiction novel in there somewhere. Maybe you should write. Uh, Anders uh, Anders Lee of the other podcast I'm freaking on is always he has this the idea that the strategy should be encourage as many moderates to run as possible and then they'll be so divided up in the middle between Uh, joe biden's and whatnot that you can push through anyone that people actually like that's like what happened with jeremy corbyn when they ran three people against him in the first leadership election and they were all fucking blairite it's kind of like trump right people right i mean they had like 17 republicans there's no machine coordination to be like and of course not this one right. uh well, they, they had the kids table debate remember that oh my god where they had like oh, they had their right, own yeah. separate debate where they were just like i wish we had juice <laughs> it was, yeah, they were literally at a kids table <laughs> it, was, it was like that uh, uh that sucks it was so like bad. that um hp executive the uh, hewlett packard ex- oh she scared name? the shit out of me uh, harley fiorina yeah, yeah, yeah be yeah. it resolved that this house has not provided enough animal crackers. 
uh, I think that what you saw with that you mentioned the Beto thing because that was like the most recent bullshit that happened. But I think uh, really what the machine, as you say, like the Niratandans and the fucking I don't know who else, Jonathan Chait or whoever they're the fuck, freaking the fuck they, out. They want they want another fucking Clinton situation where they can like find their candidate and coronate them is ultimately what it is. Like they want to find you know. Well, I'm waiting for Peter Dow to run as an ML. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been working on him? Have you been sliding into his DMs? No, you, and... I mean, if you follow him on Twitter, I mean, this is just like real Chapo Trap House subreddit shit, but yeah. he, he says some wild shit Does sometimes. He, well, he yeah. recently embraced his identity as a person of color, so... That's huge. You know, it's a slippery slope. He, he You'd al- never even guess looking at him. He also, uh, you know, was part of the death squads uh, in Lebanon during the war down there, so he knows how to fight. Right, he has experience on the ground. <laughs> He's like the Bolsheviks, you know. They got their, uh, they learned a lot of lessons in 1905, you know, in those struggles. You know, same he thing with the Red with, Guard. Yeah, yeah the can. revolution isn't pretty. <laughs> Chairman Dow. <laughs> Chairman Dow. Oh, I uphold God. Peter Dow thought. Oh, geez. Uh, oh man. So, yeah. Enough of that. <laughs> enough, enough electoral politics. We're just, we're just, we're just feeding it. We're feeding the it's monster. Now, we're know. just doing the very thing that we said we don't like. Uh, we know. have to focus on the streets. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Exactly. Uh, where Peter Dowd's uh, Red Army is forming. So, um, speaking of politics, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, you can use that segue Sweet. literally any time. <laughs> you just have it uh, as a sound drop. Uh, we're, li- we're living in some very interesting times for media these days. Um, as some of you may have noticed, Teen Vogue is super woke now. They're more than woke. I they've would got. Say. They're not they're... just woke. They've got primers on anarchism mm-hmm. and Marxism. Yeah. Shout out to Kim Kelly. Doing that, who's, who's that, doing the work. She's an anarchist who writes for Teen Vogue. Oh shit, word. Yeah, Antifada shout out. <laughs> <laughs> and it would seem go, go on Antifada. And it would seem that Penthouse, which we know as a titty mag, is uh, oh, kind of we know it already. <laughs> it's kind of I've never light. heard of this. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> it's that thing where uh, remember when you house? remember you went to your uncle's house uh-huh. and uh, you were looking for something in the closet sure. and then there was a uh, stained cardboard box at the bottom of the closet. And you oh yeah, the wet those. box. Yes, the wet box. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, pa- oh, penthouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, the yeah, magazine yeah. you're thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a lot of these kind of intellectual dark web ghouls so they've either pivoted. writing for them or being profiled, oh. like Alan Dershowitz. Uh, you see Joe Rogan's t- tits? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He's not even IDW. He provides a platform for the IDW, yeah, but, but he himself is just a useful but, fucking idiot. But those fucking gazungas, though, I tell you. Me, yeah. <laughs> Meow. They got do be like that. They got Blair White, the Trump supporting transgender traitor. They got uh, Jordan Peterson. They've got uh, Claire Lehman, the founding editor of Quillette. Uh, Deborah Quillette. Is Quillette the one where like it's like a breeder thing for Christians or no? (laughs) No, it's like a anti PC website. Uh, It's just. I think the it's Bible is the lords thing for all the time. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of Quiverful, which is a movement of like uh, <laughs> fundamentalist Christians. I thought they had a yeah. magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they've got this lady, this neuroscientist and science writer, no- notable for defending James Damore's position that gender differences account for women's underrepresentation in STEM fields, and arguing against allowing transgender children to transition. Mm. They're missing that uh, extra ligament in their ankle that lets them <laughs> do math. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am dying to see the paper on this. It sounds juicy. <laughs> yeah, it you oh. might be a new subscriber to Penthouse. <laughs> and they've got again. <laughs> everyone's best friend, Mike Cernovich. Oh, Mike Thurnovich at Thurnovich.com. And they, they really like to tout themselves as like, you know, providing this platform for an exchange of ideas yeah, between an ideologically diverse group of people that just so happens to not include any socialists. Uh, so it's all, finally someone people, someone's giving these, this group a platform, because, yeah, know. Uh, yeah. you know, the New York times and gigantic podcasts and uh, a million blogs YouTube. and Fox news. It's yeah. just not giving, it's not enough of a platform now it's, yeah. while you're jacking off. Yeah. <laughs> you could, you don't really have freedom of speech until you're also allowed to shout your ghoul views at people while they're trying to get hard. <laughs> <That's, What's> that? <laughs> that goes like right to the brain stem, you know, like that goes past the front. Wouldn't it be interesting if uh, Dave Rubin, who uh, besides being, you know, a total asshole, is uh, also a gay man if you started like Playgirl for the international <laughs> <laughs> like you it's get an see... uphill battle but we can do it <laughs> you get to see like Burt Reynolds you know with that chest hair and his dick while you're reading about I don't know like uh, <laughs> killing Arabs or whatever the hell David Rubin's into these days um, yeah I'm still stuck on like Mike Cernovich presenting the text in Penthouse yeah I think we learned a lot of good points here now look <laughs> at some sexy broads <laughs> Well, they do also have video content, so perhaps that's coming down the road. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so, like, you're watching a video, and then you're done, and it auto-plays Jordan Peterson complaining uh, about, uh, about yes. Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> it's just porn overdubbed with Jordan Peterson crying. <laughs> that's a sick fetish, but there's a, you know, there's a fetish for everyone. There's a wide market. I can't handle all this female nonsense <laughs> ever, ever watch two lobsters fuck actually a Jungian analysis of like a porn plot would be pretty entertaining <laughs> uh, yeah we'll wait for that one I think you gotta read Jordan Peterson's book to get that there's like that dream he had where he has sex with his grandma it's very what? graphic really I'm not making this up I want she s- who brought me into this world and I who entered her knowing that <laughs> <laughs> I want. I really want to see some pornography of a uh, strapping man with, uh, you know, well hung, uncut, uh, just giving it to a chaos dragon. Just a female <laughs> chaos dragon. It'd be so mm-hmm. fucking hot. This is now starting to sound like my anime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cross- Not what I expected. Crossover. So, uh, being the collaborative-minded group that we are, I put out a call on Twitter.com, and I said, you know, so I guess. Teen Vogue is woke now, and Penthouse is uh, pretty alt-light. What's next? And I just want to read you a list. Some of these are things that I came up with myself. Some of these are things that come from the Twitter peanut gallery, and I picked the best ones. So, what, what do you got for us? What's the next switch? If Teen Vogue is now leftist and Penthouse is fash, what else is out there? National Socialist Geographic? Ah. Mm, or... White nationalist geographic. Wow. It would be even more than like more orientalist than like the shit that they had in the sixties and seventies. Although that was the first place I saw human female boobies. Yeah, they are fashion. owned by Rupert Murdoch now, so it might not be too far off. They yeah. can just merge with Penthouse. <laughs> <laughs> Maoist good housekeeping. Ladies home Wait, insurrection. Maoist good housekeeping? 
<laughs> is that a pun or no? It's not, it wasn't supposed to be puns. Yeah, it no. was just supposed to be random. Like, Some people took it a step further and made puns. Okay? It happened to be puns sometimes, but only because it was a really good point. So, hold, but hold on, what is Mouskidhouse? What's in Mouskidhouse? I don't know. Let's workshop it. <laughs> well, okay. it might be um, related to uh, Little Red Book. So, so you have the Little Red. It's in the countryside. Like, okay, well, I'm yeah. fucking this well, up. Well, as, uh, as Mao Zedong said, women hold up half the sky, right? So in Maoist Good Housekeeping, it talks about how through equality, uh, women should uh, do only half of the housework. Right. I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> okay. Um, or less than half for feminism. Yeah, sure. You do housekeeping, but with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 self crit while you're doing the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Of, it's just like a lot of hard looks in the mirror as you clean the mirror. It's <laughs> not that far off from how we look like we when we try to clean our house. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> like don't, every don't time I do it. the dishes, it's pretty much because Sean has made me feel so bad for not doing the dishes that I just like wow. scrub them and think about how I'm bad. So. Struggle well, session. Struggle session yeah, with Sean. Exactly. <laughs> if you read Mouse Good Housekeeping, your house would look like the set of a Godard film. <laughs> <laughs> Very fashionable. Yeah, yeah. What else we got? Uh, we got The what? People magazine. <laughs> People's magazine. That's, that's, it's, 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 it's a good one. It's populist. It's nice. There's uh, no celebrities in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just the just working regular people. Regular ass people. Uh, this one was interesting. Uh, instead of Ladies Home Journal, uh, Ladies Home Insurrection. So that's a sort of insurrectionary anarchist take on the Maoist good housekeeping. They could like, you know, kind of blend, you know, they take the two different sides of the market. Good insurrection starts in the home. That's right. <laughs> Another like, title I do not get. <laughs> I'm having a hard time with some of these. I don't read any magazines. So I'd be like, yeah, that sounds like a magazine. Just imagine that the qui- the crime thing cooperative took over the editorial board of uh, Ladies Home Journal. Did you write this at the doctor's office? <laughs> <laughs> Huh? Yeah, yeah. 1917 magazine. Oh, huh? that, that one again. Yeah, that's good. That's good. We got populist mechanics, which is pretty much the opposite of what popular mechanics is now, seeing as it's just like a one long blowjob to Elon Musk. <laughs> uh, let me say, let me give the last one that the people threw out there. It's GQ still. But uh, instead of being like a uh, gentleman's quarterly, gentleman's quarterly. Thank you. Uh, it's uh, GQ now stands for gender queer. I think that's fucking. That lit. could be very good. That would be so fucking lit. The it would be a GQ. staunch turn for them. Hell yeah! Let me try one. Uh, instead of Reader's Digest, it'll be Mark's Reader's Digest. <laughs> that's good. Good Nailed job. <laughs> I like that. I have one. I have one. Instead of Monocle Magazine, they could keep their name as Monocle Magazine. <laughs> And you know exactly where on the class struggle basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, if all this shit happened, I mean, I think the class struggle would really light up. Like dentist office would just become fucking. Uh, I don't know, like uh, violent. Uh, I don't know. Places of insurrection. Places of insurrection. Also, the woods, because uh, teenagers who go find their porn in the woods will become radicalized. Engage <laughs> in a protracted people's war, guerrilla style. <laughs> Oh, you just brought back already some, in the woods. Andy brought back some interesting childhood memories for me. Thanks, mm-hmm. Andy. But now if you go into the woods, you're going to come back talking about how uh, cultural Marxism has run amok <laughs> on college campuses. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they got some, t- some stuff in the woods, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I learned a lot. Don't go in those woods. It's dangerous. <laughs> the International Dark Woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And uh, Penthouse is actually one of the few magazines that still has a physical copy so 
that that's yeah, what you're going to find out there. Yeah. It's yeah. good to have just a, a fascist literature you can touch and feel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you lose your copy of Mein Kampf? Because it was sitting on your uh, coffee table that t- time I came over. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> did you say Mein Kampf? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Why oh. was that in the magazine pun section? <laughs> that, that's actually what uh, Penthouse is pivoting, and uh, Hustler is going to pivot uh, that way. To Mein, yeah. Kampf. Yeah, mein Kampf. That's their new name. With a C-U-M. <laughs> It's going to be Jordan Peterson peeing on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> For the piss pig uh, misogynists out there. <laughs> Wait, there's probably a huge overlap with the... Anyways. Uh, good. So, uh, union news. <laughs> union news on the ones. <laughs> you know what's crazy is up until like the 70s and 80s, every single major newspaper and even local newspapers had a dedicated labor reporter. But like there wasn't much to report on after the capitalist class smashed organs. of. It like, got replaced power. with the garden segment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the realist. <laughs> Which real... are very different segments, yeah. I noticed. Yeah, or the real estate trolling that the New York Times does, you know. Where <laughs> they it's get like, the guy. I'm looking for an apartment in my budget. It's only six thousand dollars, and uh. I'm just imagining they fire the guy who does usually the union reporting, but now he just has to repivot to be the gardening guy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying they put him out to pasture, so to speak? We can all pretend to ignore the elephant in the room, but weeds are the one ruining this garden, <laughs> taking the labor built by flowers. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is not just some union news, but also some local news for us here in New York City. Uh, if folks did not know, uh, Amazon, the behemoth, the giant $1 trillion company, is coming to Northern Virginia and New York City, and excited we are for that. I'm on a drone. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the union news around that is, um, do you guys are aware that Amazon, which now also owns Whole Foods and uh, has this distribution network where workers are not only highly exploited but also put in very dangerous situations uh they they're actually anti-union did you know that that doesn't seem right to me yeah i mean bezos it doesn't does it no (laughs) you'd think that bezos uh would want to give back i I trusted them to bring me all these japanese dvds i wanted when i was 12 and i can't (laughs) believe that came at a cost to somebody (laughs) (laughs) but he got it within 48 hours so yeah something i mean it was really something so the uh, Amazon, the competition, you guys remember that too, right? That the competition that Amazon had with all those different cities. Yeah, they yes. had to fight for it. Yeah, they had to fight for it with. Uh, help me out here, guys. Chicago, <laughs> Chicago wanted it. Yeah, I think a lot of places wanted it. They basically like uh, turned it into a national contest. The you biggest know, uh, cuck. Who's the biggest cuck right. city in the country? It's a like, very real competition that ended up with them choosing New York, Washington, <laughs> D.C., and Seattle. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you think about it, Bezos, you know, he's a really bad man, and uh, he chose to go to the finance and political centers of the United States and, in, you know, attack them essentially with his capital. Is it fair to say that Bezos is basically the Osama bin Laden of capitalists? Interesting. See, this isn't... No, Bezos isn't good. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say it's a unique take on Osama bin Laden as Jeff Bezos is perfectly smooth. (laughs) (laughs) You can make him look like an Arab if you put a kafia on and you made a beard that was dark. Apparently that works. The season finale of Falada. (laughs) 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 Bezos just comes... (laughs) He just crashes his helicopter into the helipad that we built for him. I think we actually have some uh, some, some sound from, uh, this is Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> we have some sound from uh, how this has gone over in uh, some, you know, se- some sectors of New York City. 
Oh yeah, yeah. New Yorkers so, love it. Yeah, we all of us. All of us are Colin <laughs> Jost. A trillion dollars? I think it's close to that. Yeah, close to that. So why should we give you this money? So these incentives, um, um, they're performance-based, which means that we will not receive any money until we create jobs and make these investments. But you're worth a trillion dollars. Why do you need our $3 billion and we have crumbling subways, crumbling public housing, people without health care, public schools that are overcrowding? Why, why, do you need, why do you need our $3 billion? This project is going to provide over $186 billion in positive economic impact to the state over the next 25 years. That includes over $14 billion in additional tax payments. That analysis was done by someone who was hired by the state of New York and not by neutral third-party academics or companies. Uh, Ooh, owned. I'm owned. excited for all these economic benefits we're going to get. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, Corey Johnson, Speaker of New York City Council son of a teamster and unionized social worker and the only openly HIV positive politician in New York state going off on the uh, goons of Jeff Bezos. Yeah, the uh, he definitely had the crowd with him. I mean, you're a comedian, you know. He, right, he you got to work crowd. with the he, crowd. He worked that crowd uh, pretty well. You don't want to you don't want to do impressions at this point in time. He was as mad as uh, when somebody besmirches a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Johnson is also very pro police. Yeah, I'm sure he yeah. is. He's a bourgeois politician in New York City. But I think that you know, as the speaker of the New York uh, City City Council. Uh, you know, even if he doesn't believe it, which he might, because, again, he comes from a union family, but he is a political, right? He has to kind of make these gestures. And uh, that was at some sort of hearing uh, with these uh, Bezos scum. Yeah. And, and here's uh, a good tidbit from the end, too. Yeah. He asked, so whose feelings were you representing when you made this deal? And the president of the development corporation working with Amazon responded, 100% the people of New York City. And the room erupted in laughter. <laughs> mm, I don't nice. think so, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got these giant tax breaks. I think that the other cool thing that's happening right now, we'll get to the union activity stuff, is that... Uh, your organization, Jamie, DSA, is doing mm -hmm. stuff around this in Long Island City, right? Where oh, we've been doing oh, stuff. Word. What? Yeah. Uh, I mean, not me in particular, because <laughs> I'm very busy right now, but uh, I will probably show up eventually. Yeah, they're doing a lot of canvassing in the neighborhood around where Amazon's going to be in Long Island City, Queens, just to talk to people about why it is bad, why they should be mad about it, what they can do about it, and try to get some kind of uh, pressure campaign going. Lion City in general is like uh, kind of like a hollowed out neighborhood right now, isn't it? It's just it's like uh, it's, it looks like downtown Brooklyn, but in Queens, it's yeah, it's weird. But people do live there and there are actually some low income people still right around there. There's a lot of housing projects. Remember, he said that he's going to who who said that, babe? He said was he was it gonna, Jeff Bezos? He who said, said he was going to give 50 cent a job because he comes from Queensbridge Projects <laughs> and he was going to be the COO as a, you know, sort of sop to Do you know who Queens needs Bridge a community. job? <laughs> Fitty said, the CEO of Vitamin Water. <laughs> uh, Real New Yorkers. Maybe they'll merge, you know? When, know. Who, who is your development going to help? All of the rappers from 2002 to 6. Uh, no, but he said Nas they were going to have synergy by putting a Fortune 500 company right next to a housing project. The largest housing project That's in synergy, the country. That's synergy, folks. Yeah, That's synergy. Great. They'll yeah. have a place to work. Yeah. So there's a lot of different angles to the story, but um, one is I think, you know, there's nothing we can maybe do about it now. I'm pretty sure this deal is done, but you know, what we can do 
is we can unionize the fuck out of everything they try to open in New York City because New York is still a union town and people understand this shit in a way that they don't in other places because a lot of them have like what what did you say babe like a third or a fourth a fourth of the workforce in New York is unionized the statistic is that uh, New York State is the most unionized state in the country still Uh, apparently a quarter of workers as of 2017 were union members and uh, if you extrapolate that out into like the community or whatever I think something like over a third of people in New York State and even more so in New York City have a union member in their household right so you know unlike maybe I don't know Northern Virginia or Tennessee or other right to work type places I mean unionism for all its faults is deeply embedded you know in the fabric of New York City which is why you know the the city council speaker comes up and he's like well you know so what we could do is make them regret moving here make yeah. them regret bring it. it on bitch that's what I say well, they came they came like she said we came to the they came to the wrong fucking town and you see this already because what's happening on Staten Island right now is the warehouse is unionizing the Amazon oh, warehouse yeah. may or may not have had something to do with um getting maced by a robot <laughs> that, that happened in staten island no, no. Oh, but that didn't? did happen well you know what Amazon it could happen in staten island. you didn't hear that story were you maced by a robot uh not i'm not that's not in the incident i'm talking about here no uh <laughs> i was i read this in the paper like uh, a week or so ago uh apparently in one of these amazon warehouses it was in arizona it was arizona yeah. yeah the people uh the workers were complaining as all amazon workers do because it's a fucking horrific environment to work in they work they have to work really fast they got quotas they got no fucking break and, and then a robot the came up and maced them all <laughs> <laughs> a security and, robot and it had bezos's voice and it was <laughs> work faster and then mace the, the, the robot punctured a can of bear mace actually that <laughs> oh it was going God. to be shipped and it filled the entire it's actually i shouldn't laugh it fills people the entire had to go to the hospital warehouse with fucking bear repellent so like 24 people were hospitalized because in an amazon warehouse a robot just fucking maced the entire fucking you know Dang. You lefty snowflakes complain <laughs> about the bear mace, but tell me this: how many bears were there in the factory after that? A hundred percent success. Amazon should just make uh, the second season of Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep just in their <laughs> warehouses? Or what's the show about, like about the Nazi U.S. Uh, oh, man the man in the high castle. Yeah, 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 a few years ago, one of their. Um, Fulfillment centers in Germany was staffed by neo Nazis to oh, keep Jesus. the workers from unionizing. Are you fucking serious? Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm wow. Not, yeah, I'm not surprised, but that's horrific. that's fish hook theory for you. So, Amazon is notorious for union busting, notorious. as everybody knows. And um, they also own Whole Foods, which makes you sit in front of a 45 minute video to tell you how management has an open door and is concerned about your issues. There's no reason to let a bunch of outside agitators in to uh, ruin the wonderful relationship the workers of Whole Foods and Amazon have, you know, with their workers. Yeah, they also they also showed uh, team leaders a video instructing them to beware of language like living wage. They also have a buffet that is way more expensive than you guess <laughs> until you get to the counter and it's too embarrassing to take it back. Dude. But see, this is why uh, you know they can't have a union because the cost <laughs> is going to go right into the buffet and you'll pay even more for <laughs> That's it. That's their contingency plan. It's just like, we're jacking up the buffet. <laughs> but Those schlubs. They'll eat whatever $75 we put there. Dollars a pound. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, but just to show you uh, how strong the union pressure is in New York City, Amazon is already changing 
changing its tune and trying to appropriate its own version of what it thinks a union should be. They have some kind of deal with the SEIU, mm. which uh, Sean was telling me about earlier, is mm, kind of got a mixed record in terms of labor militancy. Yeah, I mean, they, they had uh, some sort of announcement with uh, some politicians about how they'll be working with 32BJ, the local at SEIU. The people who are uh, struggling to uh, form a union uh, on Staten Island, uh, it's not just wages, obviously, for them. There's like bear repellent everywhere. They have, you know, every time they try to send out a sw- like a, a beehive, you know, to a, to a customer, a swarm of bees just covers the workers. It's not a good situation. When they actually asked uh, for air conditioning in their factory, uh, the management of Amazon uh, told them that the robots they work next to can't work in cold weather, so they can't have air conditioning. The so- robots are unionized. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they refuse to work if it is cold. <laughs> Probably in a deep dystopian future uh so yeah they, they did a brilliant thing is that they're combining this campaign with um whole foods workers who are also trying to organize and they're also putting mad pressure on the city and state of new york to use that three billion dollar tax incentive as a sort of leveraging point you know in order for them to be able to unionize so it was a great idea to bring uh, Amazon here because it's the finance capital and media capital of the world, but probably not a good idea if you don't want, you know, this place with a historical and institutional memory of like militant class struggle to come and bite you in the ass. And hopefully a future like tech is one of the most important sectors right now in terms of uh, class conscious labor movement. And there's also a group called uh, Tech Workers Action, Tech Action, something like that. Some of our friends are involved with it. Um, tech Force. Yeah, <laughs> Tech Force. And the SA t- Nerd Squad. <laughs> yeah. That's, hell yeah. Mad props to them. Some people are talking about a labor boycott. I personally don't think that's really going to do much because there is an endless supply of labor and scabs probably. And this group is not really big enough. But a boycott does still get the message out. Sure. I think it would be a lot more effective to salt Amazon, yes. especially considering the fact that not a ton of tech workers are unionized yet, yes. and this could really be big if Amazon Seriously. went that way. If they made some inroads uh, in Amazon, uh, in, as you said, in the tech world, it could be huge and have great knockoff effects across the country uh, and the world. Salting the offices, too, could be like way more uh, beneficial in the long run than if they were just going to negotiate with existing union leaders now, mm-hmm. you know, because you get those new angry grumpy ones who pop up from underneath you all of a sudden you get a weekend ooh and salting you know the amazon hq will also potentially uh kill jeff bezos's uh snail pet collection yes which would uh you know so much of the money goes to the snail collection (laughs) it would i think it it would really put a a dent in his uh quality of life stick it to the man (laughs) the only thing the snails the snails can't do is deliver the products because (laughs) it's the fastest service folks you're not going to get better than that (laughs) not until they redesign it but uh <laughs> tech snail we have demands the snails carry the products now <laughs> they're unionizing no they have uh, little crowns. jamie another one of your dsa comrades down in uh, virginia because this isn't just a new york thing this is also a northern virginia thing where they're putting the other half of these uh, mm-hmm. jobs right mm-hmm. they're doing shit down there yeah so lee carter shout out to lee carter you're very cool cool guy yeah cool guy good guy democratic socialist he's a ginger but that's all right yeah, he uh, he was talking about the Amazon deal where he lives, and he said, quote, well, I think they need to remember that we don't represent a tax base. We, re- we don't represent a line item on a budget. We represent real people who have real lives, and this is going to massively increase housing costs in Northern Virginia. Yeah, and uh, 
I was reading just today that uh, according to Mark, uh, Market Watch, since it's been announced that Amazon is moving there, there has been a uh, home sale increase of 90% in uh, Northern Virginia, which means that housing market's getting really frothy, which means that because of this Amazon investment, a lot of more you know poor and working class people in Northern Virginia will, won't be able to afford to live there. Oh, but they're going to miss out on the economic benefits. Well, well, is it? It's almost like it's contradictory, right? Is the benefits that are definitely going to the people living in the inexpensive housing. Yes, well, to uh, be fair, they do have lots of uh, minimum wage warehouse jobs. Or I'm sorry, most of them pay fifteen dollars an hour now, oh, with Bern- a few, Bernie, uh, a bunch of exceptions. Yeah. Uh, but like Lee Carter said pretty recently, the problem is not that we don't have enough jobs. Unemployment is actually pretty low. We need better jobs. Right. And that's what unions do for people. I heard, too, that their $15 an hour jobs are like their way of circumventing the problem where a lot of the lowest form of labor at the Amazon warehouse is still like completely unprotected work. And uh, you're still below a living wage for like half of the people there. Mm -hmm. And it's an increase for, you know, the people who didn't even like really need it they weren't the ones pushing for it and then also too if you nip it in the bud by giving them an across the board pay raise a lot of the other issues that collective bargaining could do for you like safe work conditions less bear repellent in the warehouses <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you give you, up <laughs> on the bear repellent yeah. issue i got 15 dollars an hour i guess i don't need a union and i'll just have to start wearing a gas mask to work for 400 dollars a month i will work with mace in my eyes <laughs> <laughs> this is the future capitalist want Ugh. But if you're interested in getting involved with this stuff and you live in the New York area, uh, hit up the DSA because we're doing all kinds of stuff, folks. We're doing the canvassing. We're doing actions. We're just getting in these people's fucking faces and we're going to make them rue the day that they ever decide to pollute our wonderful city with Jeff Bezos's helipad. <laughs> they really do have a helipad. But as they said to that uh, councilman in another uh, part of the that, that town hall or whatever it was, he's like, well, we're, we, we made a deal with the city. We'll only have 120 landings every year. Which means that they have 120 takeoffs as well. (laughs) We are subsidizing a fucking helipad. He was grilling them. He was like, why do you need a helipad? (laughs) And they cited uh, security concerns. So that's fair. Maybe Jeff Bezos (laughs) is more optimistic about the rev than we are. Maybe we should be hosting Tekken fights on it. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, that was a callback. (laughs) You just reminded me of this shit apartment I used to live in and play Tekken too all the time. The Mishima's I Batsu will be living there. <laughs> All right. These uh, are just jokes for Sean. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, and people who, from your other podcasts who are here <laughs> to listen. Uh, a little crossover effect there. But the uh, people who get it will really like it. A lot. Yeah. This is my brand. <laughs> so, in other union news. Union news. Union news on the ones. Uh, the Ooh. staff of New York Magazine has voted to unionize. They get a big blot, blot, blot for that. And you'll Hell never yeah. guess what happened next uh everybody there from the lowest paid person to the highest paid pundit uh was very excited that uh you know they could collectively bargain and deal with their working conditions and uh everybody could share uh in the benefits of having a union is that right it was a victory for the people yeah Yeah, the vote was over 80 Uh percent which is pretty darn good especially considering the fact that new york magazine of course tried to fight it and give people some uh, disinformation about it, as I understand surprise, it. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, so... Uh, so, wait, wait, you're saying not everybody was happy about it? Well, one person <laughs> who it, it may or may not surprise you to learn 
was against this is our old friend Jonathan Chait. Johnny no. Chait. Did he get his lunch that day? <laughs> Maybe he was just hangry. It's possible. I mean, I don't know anything hang- about this guy except that he has bad opinions, so... Maybe that's just his job. Well, <laughs> well, I'm thinking maybe if he had had some better and more substantial meals in the uh, run up to the uh, Iraq War, he may not, <laughs> might not have taken that hangry position on uh, invading, uh, you know, invading that country and a uh, million people dying. Who knows? No one brought me a soda, and so I was thirsty for the blood of the Iraqis. <laughs> no blood for olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> Very Man. good. Hell yeah! It's that possible. that should have been our segue from the Whole Foods thing. They, <laughs> mm-hmm. they do love the politics. Olive oil. Is in the news. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah Jonathan Chait had a bit of a fucking meltdown over this entire mm-hmm. thing uh, Jamie uh, you got any kind of choice uh, Chait words for us yeah so he voiced his concerns oh I guess I should back up a little bit um, after they voted to unionize he tweeted just want to note that I've worked under many ownership situations in my career <laughs> and Pam Wasserstein's leadership is the best I've ever experienced. You bootlicking fuck. And then, uh, <laughs> it, but one thing that's really cool about all these media organizing campaigns is like people who I only ever know them as like people who write about TV or art or whatever are like all of a sudden like militant labor organizers. So uh, Jessica Pressler tweeted back at him, come on, Chate. And then he said, if there's a statement in my name crapping all over her, I feel the need to express my opinion about her work. The And she actual... was not named in this statement at <laughs> all, by the way. Yeah. It was not personal. The actual statement just very clearly laid out that they overwhelmingly voted for a union. They described the issues that were confronting them before they had a union and how moving forward collectively bargaining is going to be positive for everyone, for the people at the bottom to the Jonathan Chates. But apparently that is just shitting all over your, you know, good wine mom friend who you probably have dinner parties with all the time on the Upper West Side. Yes. So he wrote this Facebook post where he's uh, saying why he thinks the union is bad. Um, I do not understand why this guy has a job at all, let alone is paid so highly. Have you been paying attention to like anything that's happened in America? In no, I mean, I get years? it. Yeah, all right, I right. just <laughs> dislike it intensely. Okay, just just clear. Uh, right. so, he speaks for a whole realm of people who are overpaid chuds. <laughs> yeah, and he's so mad that people are allowed to tweet at him now. That's uh, like the yeah. worst thing. It really is. How dare you? So, that's a huge takeaway from a lot of these act. people. <laughs> Near attendance the same way. Yeah. Yeah, so he wrote this thing on Facebook. He goes, I think there are ways to push for higher salaries for lower earning workers at New York. And I support this even at the cost of more can, established staffers I, like myself. I can think of one way to fight for higher wages, but go on. Yeah. I don't believe the union would accomplish this better than a simple <laughs> demand focused on this priority uh, would. What does that mean? Did you try saying please? <laughs> so a group of people wants a uh, simple demand that the management is completely against and they haven't succeeded yet, what would be a way to do that? Like, he has no ask, understanding of power. nicely? So let's I continue. Mean, yeah. What's more, there are real risks to the entire institution that a union drive would bring. Mm. These risks are elevated when you do not have a profitable company and when you depend upon a benevolent ownership, <laughs> which we currently enjoy, to finance it as a public ah, trust. Like, God. what? That is peak liberal. Does thought. he not we have a good queen? Why would you go against her? <laughs> Seriously, uh, like they just relaunched an expanded version of their intelligencer website and hired a bunch of new people with uh, like pretty big names. So, uh, 
Did not the queen compile the best burlesque shows in Brooklyn? (laughs) And yet you still scoff. Like, does he think that it is a nonprofit organization or like some kind of a work program that they're doing out of the goodness of their hearts? I don't know. When like Spartacus was uh, Spartacus was doing like his, uh, you know, the slave war where basically they rose up and were attacking the Romans. Jonathan Shea probably would have been in the forum, you know, like Mm. saying, uh, you know, what could possibly be the issue that these slaves have with the, uh, you know, Praetorians and uh, all of the aristocrats? You know, they should have a a simple demand before we make any rash decisions. And it's not that he doesn't like war. Right, because oh, we all yeah. know he'll never live that one down. No, uh, fucking arguing for the Iraq War. There are types of war that are bad, like war on the CEO of a Koshi <laughs> magazine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like any war but the class war. <laughs> That's Jonathan. Literally Chin. any war. <laughs> so to go on in his Twitter thread, because I think this is very revealing. Um, he goes because, like, a lot of people were like owning him and calling him an idiot, and like. Basically, how did does. you get this number? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, seriously, like he's arguing against the health and well-being of his fellow employees. And if anyone should be like shrill and angry, it's them. And they're still just being funny about it yeah. because they're good at Twitter. And that's <laughs> how you win on Twitter. So he yeah. goes, my heuristic is it causes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good start, right? My heuristic... Every time I hear my heuristic, I reach for my brownie. (laughs) (laughs) Is that causes that require bullying tactics to shut down criticism are often hiding weak arguments. And as someone else pointed out, as many people pointed out in the thread... It's not about arguments, you fucking moron. (laughs) This is not fucking debate club. (laughs) You can't just argue your boss into treating you better. You need power. Yeah, and I love, too, how how many times just that one simple four-letter word, scab, people would just reply to him, scab, and it'd have, the ratio was incredible. It'd just be like 500 likes, because he is a fucking scab. He's a fucking scab. His wife's a fucking scab. Wait, wait, why are you bringing his wife into it? On, oh, personal. I'm sorry. Is that sexist? Is that sexist? <laughs> no, no. I just don't know what, what what's oh, is a non sequitur. Um, his wife is actually a charter school executive, oh, shit. which is the enemy of teachers unions all oh. over the place. And maybe they're just like the same kind of asshole and assholes gravitate towards one another, to be fair. But, but, the, uh, but he's there's a charter school where they have to read New York Magazine. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. oh, That's a dark, dark future. So he, he's, he's actually written many things uh, that are pretty critical of teachers unions surprisingly enough really so yeah he fucking sucks and i think you know one of the good things about unions is that they're not just for the good people at the company they're for everybody they're even for assholes like jonathan chait who often i mean he's not going to but oftentimes they come around once they realize what the union can do for them Mm. and in fact like Unions aren't necessarily tied to any political orientation, even. It's just like, I'm a worker, you're a worker, we got shit in common. There are plenty of conservative union members as well in this country, for better or for worse. Before you go on, I mean, isn't the problem that if there's a collective bargaining unit, Jonathan Chait can't come into the owner of the company's office with a bottle of Glenfiddich and just sit down and ask nicely for a raise and get it? He has to go through a collective bargaining process. I mean, imagine you the can toll still that get a raise. On. Like he could still be, but that's not the kind of criminally he, overpaid for kind, what he's that's doing. That's not how he wants to get no the raise. No one's getting Glenn Fittich in this scenario. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Don't you see? Mm. I mean, that could be a union demand, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what I was gonna say, you know, on the topic of union demands, um, it's 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 very good. Unions are like across the board; they're for everyone. Yada yada. Um, but I think maybe. 
one of the union demands here should be that they fire Jonathan Chait. Stay with oh, me yeah. here. It's not just it's not just retaliation, right? Because unions used to be uh, sort of concerned with society beyond the mm. people in the union. That was called social unionism, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? That's how they got uh, socialized medicine mm. in Europe. Uh, that's, that's why unions were a huge part of the civil rights struggle. In yeah, many cases. And, and, and gradually through the years, it became you know somewhat divorced from that, and they the union leaders made a calculation. They're like, we're just going to take care of our own. But maybe if they bring back social unionism, a good place to start would be taking Jonathan Chait out of circulation so that he can never pollute the world oh, with any right. of his neoliberal, bootlicking, right-wing, warmongering, fucking ghoul takes ever again. Wow, that's a really fucking good point. Thanks, babe. I approve. <laughs> so you're basically saying that uh, the beginning of an upsurge of social and radical unionism will begin by deplatforming Jonathan Chait. I think so. That's great. It's important to do it in the funniest way possible. You could do it probably pretty well. You should become like the collective bargaining. Uh, you should be like the shop steward over there. Yeah, yeah. I'll like go insult different <laughs> magazines. <laughs> That'd be great. Show up, find the one guy no one likes and be like, he doesn't want you to unionize. Just <laughs> jag off. <laughs> How long after getting fired do you think he would join the intellectual dark web? Oh, my God. Immediately. So fast. He's already halfway there, right? Because yeah. most of his articles lately have been him crying about this fucking college camp SJW stuff. That's true, yeah. He's been on that beat for fucking years now. The only thing that like he needs is a push to get a new job, and that's what he would have, you know? <laughs> in a minute. Right? Like Jonathan Shade also has nothing to lose in this scenario. Like if he doesn't like uh, that that's unionized now, like he'll just get a six figure job somewhere else, keep his upper west side apartment. I mean it's you know, the stakes are a little different for the Jonathan Shades of the world. But the stakes for society are fucking high. If we yeah. can eliminate Jonathan Chait from the pages of the New York magazine. We'll be doing the world a service. Exactly. As Lennon once said, never underestimate a blogger with nothing to lose. <laughs> <laughs> that was Lennon. Wow. This is in his collected works. Yeah. It was in the mountain story. That's <laughs> when he was doing trailers for action <laughs> movies. <laughs> you got to make a living. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine that action movie starring Jonathan Chait? versus Lenin. <laughs> That'd be sick. It, it could be it. like uh, Vladimir Lenin, Chait Killer or something like What's that. What's Chait's beast mode, I'd like to know? <laughs> oh, Jonathan versus the bear. <laughs> I don't think he has a beast mode. I'm sure he lives a sad, stupid life. I don't know. I just I want to think that, except that he has lots of money and just flies all over the place and has nice dinner parties while the fucking underpaid peons underneath him are like, we want a union. And he's <laughs> yeah, but people are allowed to tweet mean things at him, so he's basically in jail right now. <laughs> That's true. Uh, maybe what we... beast is cruelest to customer <laughs> service representatives? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for Alex to come in, and now let's do some fucking bonus content. Alex, you got anything to uh, plug for this week? Yeah, if you live in Brooklyn and want to see a comedy show every Sunday at the Cherry Tree Bar in Gowanus, we have bad news. It's a comedy show at 7.30 where we dress up and tell you the goddamn news. Please come see me there. I'll give you a high five. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, Alex. I hope you will come back again sometime. I got nothing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime you want. (laughs) And I'll go talk more wobbly stuff with you guys anytime you want. Oh, are our podcasts getting married? <laughs> it's a poly, actually. <laughs> yeah, my, our podcast does not believe in marriage. <laughs> All right, let's join the polycule. <laughs> now that I'm one big polycule. <laughs> <laughs>
Straight into you I got a job 